I'm concerned about the calendar. Its days are numbered. Welcome to Small Business Celebration, and we're continuing our series on spring from COVID. And our guest this week, well, we are here at Happy Whole You with a life coach that's changing business owners locally and abroad. This is Small Business Celebration. Join us as we learn from successful business owners and successful business leaders about who they are, from where their business has grown, what they have learned, and where their successful business is going. I'm your host, Michael I. Roberts, and we're gonna learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Welcome to Small <laughs> Business Celebration, and our guest this week is Deidre Hawthorne, the owner of Deidre Hawthorne Life Coach. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. For visioneers who don't know who you are, who are you and what is it that you do? My name is Deidre Hawthorne, and I am a life coach, spiritual advisor, author, has a radio show. She makes it sound so quaint. Her, li her little radio show. How many people listen to your show? Well, I have 100,000 listeners on my radio shows, Blog Talk Radio. What was the name of the show? It's the Deidre Hawthorne Show. It used to be called Epiphany, but I had to brand myself. So after eight years, I switched to Deidre Hawthorne. But yeah, 100,000 listeners. And if you're watching this show on YouTube, you're probably noticing the screen is a little dark this time and it's for a very good reason it's because of where we are at where are we Deidre hey you guys we're at happy whole you Bakersfield because it is franchise and we at 2611 F Street now one of the things that most business owners dread is there are a million life coaches out there. I mean, you, you turn over any rock, you open up any periodical, you go online and there are ads and they're everywhere. And yet I'm here talking to you. There must be a reason why you're different than anybody else. What is that? One of them is longevity. So mm. I've been doing this for 17 years. The second one is that I'm also incorporating holistic modalities with my life coaching. And what is that? Holistic modalities are things like, um, I may do clearing on somebody with, with sage or frankincense and myrrh to remove negativity from their atmosphere, from their etheric field. Mm. I may do um, balancing their chakras. I may take a look at their aura and see what's going on with them and um, put modalities in place for that person specifically. So mm. we're not just talking about um, thoughts are things, think positive thoughts, you have a positive life. We're seeing what you're doing in your mind, body, and soul. So we're working holistically with you. Mm. What are you eating? Do you sleep? That kind of stuff. Right. Who's, what are your stress levels? Where are you more powerful at in the morning or at night? And how does that, uh, how, and how does that affect the business owner? How does that improve their lives? That's a great question, which I love that <laughs> question. I was waiting for you to answer it. Sure, and, and go ahead. Okay, so my theory is, is that people are right where they're at from the knowledge that they have. Mm. You only can get from here to here 
if you know where you're going or somebody shows you how to get there. Hmm. So that's why a coach comes into play because you don't know what you don't know. Right. And one of the most important things is, is being happy and being stress-free and having a clear mind so you can think. Everybody knows the generals in the army have to stay calm. That when you get angry, when you get anxious and upset, it makes endorphins come off that makes you dumber. Mm. So you think yelling at somebody or dealing with a whole bunch of stress is not bothering you. It does. If you're happier, you're able to manifest things easier. It just works that way. And people that are happy are attractive. Mm. And that helps you attract more clientele. Who wants to go to a place where the first person they see when they walk in doesn't know how to manage their stress and is not happy because you're putting out that energy. So everybody has eight feet. Right. It's called the heart math technique. You can Google it. There's eight feet of what their frequency is filling out. Mm. So some people can raise their frequency higher and attract more. A business owner who's under a lot of stress, under a lot of pressure, gives off a lot of negative energy, correct? Right. And then the business is his marriage or her marriage. Mm. And so that's going to be a reflection of the owner. Mm. So this anointing comes down from the top. So as you start the head, it takes the body. Mm. So whatever you're thinking, those thought patterns are going to track what you want. If you think that money is hard to come by, of course, yes, it is. If you think money is abundant and that we all have, can get the share that's enough of the pie out there for everybody, then you'll walk into that game or to your day mm. as with all power, being empowered. But one of the things that business owners don't utilize is coaching mm. because in every field there is a coach. You have a voice coach, basketball coach. You have coaches for all kinds of things. Why not for a business? Why not have somebody that can see up in that box and say something down to the head coach and say, hey, they're getting ready to blitz mm. or now's a good time to throw. Right. You have to see your strengths and your weaknesses and know always that in the whole business, you're only as strong as your weakest link. How do you help the business owner do that? Okay, the first thing we'd go in is we go in and take a triage. Hmm. And we see, you know, is it dying or is it thriving and living? And what do you need? What hmm. do you want? What's your visual, what's your visualization of what you want to see happen in the next year, six months, five years down the line? And then you see where the weaknesses, where the holes are at. And like kind of like Six Sigma, you see where the holes are at and you say, oh, you're having a problem right here with the towels. If you change the color of the towels from yellow to white, then you know all the white towels in the pool area need to go back to the pool area. So if you see somebody walking with a white towel instead of a yellow towel, then you know you could just say to them, sorry, man, I'm going to take your towel for you. I'll put the, take it back to the pool. Then you won't lose thousands of dollars on towels. Mm. Or just one thing, if you have a problem with your employees and you're communicating with them, if you're communicating with them and saying the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, and you're not getting the same response, you need to do something different. Mm. So we teach different ways to communicate to where they can hear you. How did you learn all of this? Was this something that just came from a bolt of lightning? Or, or how did you learn this? Well, let's start with three. One is training, hands-on training. Two, I went to school for it. Three, I have it in my family. Where, so the, where did you go to school for? I went to Ashford University. And I also went to Scottsdale Community College. Both of those places got certificates. Mm -hmm. And um, so, and I also got my certificate from Institute for Divine Understanding. Mm. And that's from Israel. Mm. And so um, then I got my shaman initiation from Lunaki, which is a rites of passage, but it means I love you. Mm. And so it teaches you how to fall in love with yourself so you can, you won't have, you're not shy. You know, the introvert, you know how to communicate and go out and do the things you need to do and communicate it. And then my father's a pastor. So him being a pastor 
he raises you on how to communicate, how to feel, how to sense, and how to see. How have you taken this and incorporated a lot of what you've, you've been teaching into other businesses? Have you incorporated that into your own business? Okay, so basically, you can't teach what you don't know. Mm. So when the teacher is ready, the student will appear. People say when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Yes, but when the teacher is ready, the student will appear. So I make sure that whatever... I've actually had through life lessons things that people are experiencing right now. I used to own three businesses. I own um, three beauty salons in Memphis, Tennessee. Mm. And so that's how I did, you know, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Al Gore, um, Judge Joe Brown, some Olympic gold medalists. And um, from that atmosphere, I went to college, University of Memphis, and then I stayed there. Sure. And Judge Joe Brown is a reoccurring guest on yeah. your show still. Yeah, he's a reoccurring guest. And... Um, he comes on a lot, which is, he's a friend of mine, which is great. And I've been knowing him for, for a while, which is really good. And then one of the persons I like a lot is Dr. Bruce Lipton. Mm. He has like three number one bestsellers in the New York Best Times, and he teaches about cellular biology. He comes on a lot too. If visionaries want to learn more from you and get more coaching from you, how do they do that? Okay, there's two ways you can do it. You can do it in person at Happy Whole You, which is right where we're at, or you can do it online. And I'm easily, I, I go mostly through Instagram. Mm. So you can hit me on DM and then we'll, we'll set up a Zoom meeting and talk about it. Well, what is your handle on Instagram? It's I am Deidre Hawthorne. And how do you spell Deidre Hawthorne? Okay, Deidre, which means divine. Right. It's French, it's not Deirdre. It's D E I D R E. Uh huh. And Hathor, which is the goddess of creation and love in Africa, uh -huh. she gave Horus her eye, his eye back, all-seeing eye. Nice. Hathor, H-A-T-H-O-R. And if you enjoy Small Business Celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, and notify, and leave a comment. We love the comments that you visionaries go ahead and give us. In fact, that's one of the reasons we're here talking with Deidre. And when we come back, we are going to talk about authenticity, that, that imaginary line that is so fearful for so many business owners. Where is that line between being authentic and giving away too much? When we come right back. Your face is your brand. Portraits are important because you need to be the face of your business. Whether you're the business owner, you offer a product or service, you need to put that out there. It's the representation of your company. You can find Red Crane Portraits online at redcraneportraits.com. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You can call us at 661-243-0931, or you can email me at shauna at redcraneportraits.com. Your face is your brand, so call Red Crane Portraits today. I'm here with Deidre Hawthorne, the owner of Deidre Hawthorne Life Coach, and our visionary question comes from Abby who asks, authentic, authentic, authentic. All I hear is that public, authentic, authentic, authentic. All I hear is that the public wants business owners to be authentic, especially on social media. But where is that line between being authentic and keeping what's personal, personal? Okay, thanks Abby, first of all. Hello visionaries out there. <laughs> I wanted to say that anyway. <laughs> so um, being authentic basically does two things. Uh -huh. One, 
it allows you to be yourself. Mm. If you are being authentic, then you don't have to pretend mm. because that is who you are. Mm. So all you have to do is turn the camera on because you are you. Right. So when you're not being authentic, it's when you're doing all the songs and dances that you have to do to impress the camera, and that's what they don't want. Right. So if you are actually, you know, whatever happens, happens. It works, because people like to connect with people. Mm. They don't want to connect with something that, if they could watch TV, they want to do that. Right. And this is why all the social media works, and so all the rest of the stuff, because they got real people doing real things. Mm. Um, the second thing of drawing the line is you draw the line. Mm. The line is only drawn, there's no glass ceiling, there's no ceiling, mm. unless you say there's a ceiling. Okay. And you draw the line where you say there's a line. Mm. There may not be a line. Mm. Some people don't mind them watching, you know, the kids or getting pedicures. Here I am, here's my food, look at my lunch, blah, 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 say hi, hi, right. that kind of stuff. They don't mind, some people do mind. And if that is a problem for you, then it's gonna be a problem because you put in your brain, this is a problem. Mm. So don't do anything that you don't wanna do. Do what you want to do, and that'll make you happy, and you'll find yourself in alignment. Because mm. then you have your people that are attached to you, your crowd. Mm. Everybody has their own voice, and the people want to hear them. That's why, you know, I don't even think Ross Stewart can sing. If you think I'm sexy, <laughs> and you want my body. Sure. But that works for him. Right. And he thinks he can sing, and he has his own crowd. Right. So everybody has their own voice. And they'll listen to you according to you. The nerds will find the nerds. <clears throat> the complainers will find the complainers. The positive people will find the positive people. People that want to learn how to do things, if you're teaching how to do things, mm -hmm. then you'll find your crowd to you. But you draw the line. You say what, when, when is enough. So if you're one of those people that goes around and you're always taking pictures of your food and all the things with your dog, but you choose to say, I'm never showing anything with my kids, that's okay. Right. Because there's a lot of people who don't show their kids. Mm. And there's people who don't want to see kids. Mm. So then you got your audience right there. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want the people who like to see your little baby, they're probably not going to come to you. And do know that also. Mm. Go into everything without rose-colored glasses. Know that if you show off your kids, people are going to see your kids and want to be with your kids. They like they'll want, like for example, the person that shows their kids. Mm -hmm. They're probably going to attract people that have kids. Ah, and so I see. they're going to say, "Oh, she does mommy day out. I do it too. I can relate to her. That's my." business that right. I want to work with because it. then you could turn around and say hi Sally how's Sally and then you say oh she's so big now she's in high school right and people like to frequent businesses where they're friends with now one of the things about all this too and you just mentioned it is about the salon and you own three of them at one point yes so the first one was females only right waxes manicure and pedicures blah 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 the second one, I wanted to add men and put TVs and bring barbers in. Right. Because men need to get their stuff done, too. Women sure. live longer because they do body care, and men don't get massages and facials and all that kind of stuff right. that often. Right. But when I opened up, it worked out really good. And then um, the third one was just inevitable because it was we were doing so good, I needed it to be in Midtown. I needed to be where all the action was at. Right. So I was out for 
and I was in towns and I was in Midtown. So it was three locations at the same time. Why did you get out of the salon business? That's a good question. <laughs> now that is the million dollar question. Okay. Because I wasn't going to say anything until you went all the way through it. <laughs> After my third, because I rebuilt with the first and second. After my third salon burned down. Third? Wait, wait, time out. Three. You had three salons burned down? Yes. And so after the first okay. one burned down, I said to myself, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. And I got into the nail business, hair, facials, eyelashes, eyebrows, massages, mm-hmm. healing modalities also with crystals and all that kind of stuff and Reiki. So I got into all that because I was good at that. Mm. Not because that was my passion. Mm. And I made a slew of money. I made so much money that um, I had a nonprofit agency called Youth Opportunities Unlimited. And the city of Memphis gave me a key to the city for wow. um, Stop the Violence campaign. So I used to give my give back, like right. I did with the art class. I'll talk about that later. But I always want to give back. If you give whatever, if you want friends, show yourself friendly. Mm-hmm. If you want whatever you want, you need to be exactly that vibration of what you want. So if you want to be, want to be around people that are happy, you got to be happy. A positive mind gives you a positive life. So, okay, so when I realized that the shop had burned and all that kind of stuff was three times, you know, you're out, I had to refocus on what, what is it you really want? Do you really want salons? Because I wanted to franchise all of them everywhere. I was even NBA contracts. I was with Penny Hardaway. We did Shaq. I did a lot of people that, you know, Buffalo Bills, people whose globe charters who had bad feet and mm-hmm. grows in pain and all that kind of circulation stuff. Then I was like, but I'm really a spiritual person. I want to go and just seek everything spiritual. Because I was thinking, my father is a Baptist preacher, but what if he was Jewish? Would I be Jewish? Hmm. What if he was German? Like whatever, whatever his thought pattern could be, I would have it. So I wanted to seek everything out for myself and then come back and regroup. And that's what I did. And that's how the book took place. That emotionally, that's a big deal. It is because that's your livelihood. How, so, did you, how did you overcome this? Because it's like a stake to the heart. So um, one of the things I had to do is I had to detach that me and the salons were one. Mm. So I had to say, you still are a person. You can't, you got to pull yourself out of that. You know, somebody files bankruptcy and they're thinking, oh God, I, I'm just the worst ever. I can't succeed. They're going to look at me bad. Another person files bankruptcy, Donald Trump, four times and says, woo I got a second chance. Thank God, you get a do-over, a reset. So I had to rethink, change my thinking hmm. because I thought that I had almost died with it. Because everything I identified, I identified it with that business. Hmm. And um, so I had to regroup and then I had to look and see, what is my passion? That's my purpose. And then that's what I did. There are two passions. One is art and the other one is, is life coaching or help people to become better them better sell themselves, connect to who they are, remember who they are. Is that when you discovered to is that when you discovered life coaching and that you could help other people overcome similar to what you did? Right. First I became a spiritual advisor. I went and I had a rebirthing coach and it's really interesting. Not we don't have time for that. And so then I was thinking people all don't want to do spiritual. 
I need to have it um, streamlined for those who don't want to tap into that area and not ready for that area. This is a straight business, straight life coaching, straight lines, and the squiggly lines, we can go over there if we want to. But I'm going to work with you with correct thinking. Mm. And you correct thinking helps you to manifest and then also help you be able to see better. Because sometimes you get so close to it that you don't see what everybody else sees, that you don't know how to talk to people, not you, the universal you, mm -hmm. that you don't have time management. If you don't have time management, if you're late at home with your friends, you'll be late across the board at work and all these other things. If you have a temper and you snap at people, you do it at home, you do it at work, you do it with your friends. If you conquer it in one area, you'll conquer it in all those areas because you can do that. It, it, organizational skills, um, it's a plethora of information that you can have that can help you as a person. And once you become a better you, then it helps people around you because you'll inspire them whatever you have but other way you can also go either way you can go up or down so it's like pisces fish upstream or downstream you want to do it hard you want to do it easy power versus force use your power or force things to happen without the power that you have and we'll be right back the reason we're here with deidre hawthorne of deidre hawthorne life coach is because of a visionary just like you and they follow us on instagram at small.business.celebration and they sent us a direct message they wanted to find out about what can they look for in a quality life coach so if you've got a thought you've got an idea go ahead follow us on instagram at small.business.celebration where you can also go ahead and like our post comment on our post save our post and share our post so reach out to us on small.business.celebration on instagram today I'm here with Deidre Hawthorne, the owner of Deidre Hawthorne Life Coach, and we have a special guest here sitting with us. Deidre, who is sitting next to you and why is she so important? This is my favorite naturopath doctor, not just in Bakersfield, but everywhere. This is Dr. Anna Marie, and she is the owner of Happy Whole You, and she invited me here. Nice. Well, yes. welcome to Small Business Celebration. Thank and you. for visionaries who have never met you before, who are you and what do you do? <laughs> My name is Anna Marie. I'm a doctor of naturopathy and I'm also a certified brain health practitioner. So I work with people on increasing their brain function and decreasing body inflammation using high-tech pieces of equipment, but also old-school Chinese medicine techniques, as well as holistic health modalities. That is a mouthful. It really is. I've <laughs> only had to practice it multiple times. <laughs> you could have had a practice doing a lot of other things. Yeah. Why <laughs> this? Why here? Why now? Definitely mental health is something I'm very passionate about and when we help people increase how their brain is functioning while simultaneously decreasing inflammation, mm -hmm. they can live their most happy whole life. Uh, you like that plug right nice, there? there yeah. it is. <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, I struggled with depression and some mental health issues myself. And, you know, 15 years ago, I was put on multiple medications by a doctor and they did not work for me. So I was then set forth on a journey to find ways to heal my own brain. And now I get to share that with other people. You know, Visionary Nation, I keep asking every week for you to go ahead and like, 
comment, notify, and subscribe. If you would like more information from Deidre, go ahead and DM me at small.business.celebration on Instagram and let me know and see if we should have the good doctor on the show. Well, thank you for joining us and plugging where we are because we wouldn't be here without you and Deidre thinks the world of you. So thank you for joining us. Uh, well, thank you for having me. Ah. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Now we're going to continue on with a visionary question and this time it comes from Peter who asks, one of the things I've noticed about this show is that business owners grow when they admit they've had a failure and have learned from it. But I don't like publicly admitting failure because it makes me uncomfortable and makes me look like an idiot. How do I overcome this? Well, one of the things is don't look at it as a failure. Hmm. You can't because scientists who even do tests over and over again and it doesn't come out right, they don't call it a failure. They just say it's not with salt, it's mm. not with oil, it's not with that. Mm. So you know that once you had this experience, it may be a bot lesson, you may have paid a price for it to get the information, but though that you went through it and you had it, you can capitalize on it because you know what not to do. Mm. When you went left and it didn't work out, go right. And when you went right and it worked out, go right. Right. But take everything that you do in life, all the experiences, because I don't believe in uh, coincidences. I believe that everything coincides. So look at it as I'm here, I did it, this is what happened. You can't unring the bell. The, the milk has already been spilled. We have to move on from here to there. And what information and what lessons can I take with me that I know that I would never have known had this not happened. But there's another element to this, and, and perhaps it's an element of pride, which is I don't want to appear to have made a mistake because it makes me look weak. It makes right. me. No, it, I'm glad you said that too, because yes, in that area it does take place. Mm. However, it's like, I'll use a good example. If you had an A rating all the time and now you got a B rating mm -hmm. and people see it and they're like wondering, what is, why did they get a B rating or whatever? You can own up to your mess. Owning up to your stuff helps you feel more relatable to other people. Oh. Knowing that you're not the only person, because there, there's no islands around here. You're not the only person that went through what you went through. But a lot of times people think that they're the only persons that went through what they went through because no one else talks about it. Right. But yes, this still is a way to save it. I mean, I just told you, the, the, Donald Trump filed bankruptcy four times. Right. He became the president. Right. So you can come back from anything. You can come back from a fire. You can come back from employees leaving. You can come back from employees that, that turn you into whatever. The point is, is that if you still believe in yourself, there is something to salvage. Mm -hmm. And don't think of it as something bad. It's, that's when it's bad. Everything is bad. Even the, the vegans I learned from Hebrew Israelites, they told me, don't think tofu tastes like chicken. Because I was vegan for like six months. And they're like, <laughs> Just six months, six yeah. Six months. Right. And they're like, um, I said, wow, this tastes like chicken. Because the women that can cook all the vegan food with the tofu, they cook really good. Macaroni and cheese tastes like macaroni and cheese, but you know it's tofu. tofu. So if I say it tastes like chicken, he said your vibration, your frequency, your body is going to think it's chicken, and it's going to break down its, itself like it's chicken. Say what it is. It's tofu. It's healthy for you. 
this is a squash, this is not spaghetti, whatever it is. Right. Look at it just the way it needs to be looked at so you can, if you don't know that there's a mess and don't see this mess and recognize the mess, you can't clean it up. Right. How do you help reassure or convince the business owner that failure is not wrong? No, you can't be ashamed of anything that you do in your life. Mm. Because why, why is that? Because that's who you are. Oh. Everything that you do, the good and the bad, the perceived bad, brings you to right where you're at right now and to who you are right now. Mm. Everything is collective. Mm. It all works. You needed that information. Even that little hi to the little baby in the cashier's line in front of you. You gave that baby something. Mm. And I do it a lot because I'm African American. <laughs> so when I see little kids looking at me like this, <laughs> Mom, can I have some? Yes, it's like, are you in the oven too long or something? Why are you different? It gives me an opportunity to right. smile and be happy and be engaged, to engage with those children. So when they come across any kind of African-American woman again, they had a good experience. Right. Because they know that, as far as they know, that's a cat, that's a dog, that's a cat. But cats are nice. Right because they saw me in that atmosphere, so I can put that frequency out. They can do the same thing. If you keep thinking that you're a failure, then you're gonna start manifesting more failure experiences. The universe is gonna bring those to you to say, oh yes, I concur. Right. His thoughts said that, let's send him things to show him that he's, how much he is a failure. But if you start thinking like, you know, I got knocked out this round, but it ain't over, I'm getting back up. You'll get back up? Yeah. Now, I met you through one of your clients. Yes. So he met me, you met me, through Heather. Heather. And Heather. Heather Laganelli, the owner of Locale Farm to Table. Right. And we just did an event yesterday at her place. And what event was that? We did a chalk fest. It was our community. That's the way we give back because we're so blessed mm -hmm. that Brandon and I, my boyfriend, he does murals. I do murals with him, but I also do art. So we are so blessed that we give back. Mm. And so um, we do a community art class that's free to everybody. Art is a passion of yours. Yes. So Why he, is that? He got these big questions, everybody. So on the questions, it says um, all kind of stuff. What's your passion and all that kind of, what's the first thing you sold? And I sold a painting when I was a kid. Mm. I mean, you just, who's gonna turn down a little five-year-old? Can you, can you buy this for a dollar? <laughs> sure, sure, like, sure. How can you say what no? What is it? Right. <laughs> but yeah, I get it. So that's what I did. I, I just wrote, like, drew, like, little things on, like, 10 pieces of paper and found 10 people to sell them to them for a dollar. Right. I was an entrepreneur back then. Nice. And you continue your art. Right. So forever in my lifetime, I've always done life coaching, spiritual advising, holy, holy, holistic practitioner. I was the president of the Phoenix chapter and Scottsdale chapter of the Holistic Business Network. So forever I was doing that. And meanwhile, I was also at the same time walking down the same path with art because art is therapy mm. and it's relaxing. Why is that? Because when you do something repetitively, mm -hmm. it works on that side of the brain. Mm. It gives you good um, endorphins and all that kind of stuff. That's why people like to um, practice and people that are OCD like to count. And so when you do art, you're doing something that requires you to like think in the moment. Right. Go, go with the flow. So it's like doing Tai Chi. What has art taught you that you apply to your business? 
It taught me that I can be original, be myself, uh, show up and do anything. So I do abstract art. Uh, so I use recyclable materials and I put it on the art. And I use, um, I'm a fluid artist, so I use the flow of the, of the paint. But before then I was, you know, just taking Reese cups and putting it on the wall and drawing them out. Mm -hmm. So it taught me that I can be myself because in today's day and time, Back then, now it's really great. People were getting butt implants. It's really good, great to be a full-figured person now. But back then, you had to be skinny mini and go on lots of diets. And I've tried the chocolates and did all <laughs> kinds of stuff, trying to fit into this thing that I cannot be. Right. And it's not me. I mean, even at my best, when I was in high school, I was still size 14 and I was a cheerleader. I was in college, I was a cheerleader. And I was a size 14. And who would pick a size 14 cheerleader? Except for that I was very, very happy. Right. And I had my crowd. So that's what I think it's important everybody is themselves. But you gotta find out who you are first before you can even be yourself. And it takes some people years. And then you realize, I don't even like this. Hmm. And so you wanna do what you're passionate at. That's success. Doing what you love and getting paid for it. You're an avid reader. Mm -hmm. You've read a lot of books. Mm -hmm. What book? do you gift a lot? Okay, of course I do my book, which is everything spiritual. <laughs> so I've got a copy by, this is by the way a selfish plug for Deidre here, and it's Everything Spiritual, Epiphany Volume 1, Words of Wisdom, Sacred Knowledge, Hidden Truths, and Life Lessons. What other books influenced you to write this book? Okay. One of my go-to books, according to each person. Right. So I have books according to people. If you're a man, then I would always suggest um, The 48 Laws of Power. And why is that? What it says in the very first law of power is never outshine your master. Mm. So, like, she's not my master, but she is the owner. So I want her to shine as big as I shine. That's why I want everyone to see the reflection of what she's putting out here. Right. She's holding sacred space for me and everybody else. And the second thing is, um, in the 48 Laws of Power, is make your enemies your friends. So you won't have any enemies right. if you make them your friends. Sure. The third one is the last one. This is very, very important. It's about Napoleon. He said, either we're either players or pawns. Which one are you? Now for a female, I would do many lies, many, la many, lies, many masters by Dr. Weiss. Okay. Or I would do Power Versus Force by Dr. Hawkins. Why those? Okay, Many Lies, Many Masters, which is a spiritual. I've got a spiritual one in here. It's about a psychiatrist who didn't believe in God who um, took people back in hypnosis. Cause I'm, hypno I'm a hypnotherapist. Mm -hmm. Took them back in hypno hypnosis and they found that they were in past lives and who they were. One girl didn't, couldn't wash up with water, couldn't drink water. She hated water, but she drowned three times, if you believe in past lives. Which is a very good story of finding out who you are. The second one... Uh, oh, Power versus Force with Dr. Hawkins. He is um, a doctor and he's an engineer. He does with electricity, but he also does kinesiology. That's what he teaches. Mm -hmm. And he teaches you that you can either force things to happen, which is really, really hard to do. Mm -hmm. It's like swimming upstream. Or you can use your power, the power that you have. Like you, use, you said, what is that superpower that person has? You can use whatever gift that you have and use that gift to make it an easy way through, through life. Mm. So, and you can also increase your gifts. So if you're not a good listener, you can just sit back and just try to keep your mouth shut 
and listen and repeat back what the people are saying so people can know that you are a good listener right and that you can listen to get information not to speak next mm -hmm. and that could be one of your superpowers to make life a lot easier or True. you can push against it and um, try to force people like you could say um, if you don't come to my party I'm gonna be really upset with you or you can say I can I'm really looking forward to you showing up I want you to meet my mom or my new boyfriend or whatever it's how you say it like Mother Teresa said don't invite me to an anti-war rally because I won't come but if you invite me to a peace rally I'll be there what makes you wake up every morning and open your business I had a few near-death experiences hmm. I was just in a car accident four, four years ago it was a hit on a collision now they wanted to give me brain surgery my father stopped them from doing it but um so I appreciate life and then with the salons and the fire we could have been in there we were in there one time had customers in the water and everything else no wow. tables and everything else had to get them up and get them out before everything blew up so I don't take anything for granted my mother used to be sick she had a lot of problems with cancer and everything I'm not going to take anything for granted when I'm on a radio comes on if it's not my best song I change it why listen for three minutes to something that you don't like right why do that why be somewhere where you're not happy you just got to feel the shift and move when it's time to shift you're going to repeat the same cycle over and over again so I take every moment as a blessing because right now with you right now you could be anywhere in the world but you chose to be here with me and I'm honoring that moment and I honor you and I appreciate it and it's the same thing that goes for everybody out there too so that's what gives me up in the morning an opportunity to have a new day a reset to enjoy life to the fullest how do you let the business owner, the executive who is having a rough time, what words of encouragement do you have for them? So if you're really having a hard time, you have to believe that this is not going to last forever. It's a poor wind that never changes and winds always change. So you can take this moment and believe, believe you me, that tomorrow will be a better day. If visioneers want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Okay, they can call me at 818-579-0180 or text me. They can reach me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, all under Deidre Hawthorne, including YouTube. Or they can go to the Happy Whole You website, Bakersfield, and they can schedule an appointment. It's all electronic, so I'll get a bing if somebody schedules an appointment in any capacity. Whatever way you want to find me, I'm here. Well, Deidre, this has been a privilege. Thank you very much for joining us here Thank on Small you. Business Celebration. Thank you. I appreciate it. And thanks, everybody, for listening. <laughs> very good. And I'll be right back with my final thought. Your face is your brand. Portraits are important because you need to be the face of your business. Whether you're the business owner, you offer a product or service, you need to put that out there. It's the representation of your company. You can find Red Crane Portraits online at redcraneportraits.com. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You can call us at 661-243-0931, or you can email me at shauna at redcraneportraits.com. Your face is your brand, so call Red Crane Portraits today. Sometimes simpler is better. Right now, it's almond harvesting season here in the Central Valley of California. And if there's one thing farmers here know how to do, it's economies of scale. 
And when you've got thousands and thousands upon thousands of almond trees, how do you harvest all those little tiny almonds from the tree? Long time ago, it used to be simply that, yes, you would take a person who would lean a ladder against a tree and they would go through and pick, hand pick every single little almond out of the tree, put it in the bag and take it off for processing. But that is incredibly inefficient and time consuming and not very effective. It wasn't until a few years later that somebody managed to figure out how to hook a tractor to the trunk of a tree and shake the tree until all the almonds fell out of the sky. What are you doing for your business? Sometimes simpler is better. Is there something in the business that is requiring you to go through and pick every single little almond out of the tree? Or is there a simpler way of just simply shaking the tree until all the almonds fall out of the sky? I hope you enjoyed our conversation today with Deidre Hathor, the owner of Deidre Hathor Life Coach. And I hope you learned something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. And we'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.